Did you know the bit about the Suez Canal? And I was like, God, he would have been fuming a couple of months ago. The Suez Canal got blocked up because the boat was sideways across it. Oh, it's the same one. Okay. Is that the same thing? Yeah, thank you. Oh, poor Christian. <laughs> I bet he's. That's what I'm saying. He's fucking fuming. He's like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> And today we're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Two stressed faces, one really happy face. <laughs> Could be anyone who's happy. Nia's absolutely beaming. Uh-uh. It's fresh on the mind. I finished it today, so. <laughs> Before and, you, we... yeah. and you're okay about that? You're still happy? You're yeah. happy that you finished I it? I finished it. Yeah. <laughs> so before we start, I just want to say, quick trigger warning for this one we are going to be talking about some topics that are just sort of mentioned in Fifty Shades so that does include child abuse drug abuse sexual coercion if you ask me uh issues around consent lots of stuff about quite quite graphic sex stuff about BDSM that kind of thing another thing to say obviously we are not kink shaming anyone kinks are great BDSM is great Obviously, this is a terrible example of all of those things, mm-hmm. and that is the issue that we have. We are shaming E.L. James. <laughs> oh, we are not <laughs> shaming the action. That's like the fourth time she's been mentioned in six episodes of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here she is now. <laughs> E.L., come on down. <laughs> I was talking to my friend the other day about this book. E.L. James went to her sixth form. Wow. And then all their teachers were, like, really disappointed. I mean, she... millions have been sold. This was... It's also just a very bad book. Yeah. Imagine being her English teacher. Imagine being E.L. James's <laughs> English teacher. You'd be like, oh, I failed. <laughs> Lots of things to say about Fifty Shades of Grey. Obviously, it came out a long time ago. So it came out in, what did we decide? I think it was 2011. What did we decide? <laughs> I published it personally in 2011. What did we decide? I think it came out in 2011. And obviously, it was a massive phenomenon. Lots of people reading it on the tube, that sort of thing. The resurgence of Kindle so that people could... Read porn. Read it anonymously. Yeah. That sort of thing. These days we're looking at it with a 2021 perspective. And I'll be honest with you, my 2021 perspective did not love it. No. <laughs> Didn't love it. So I read them, I think I said in the first podcast tonight that I did read them when I was younger. And I don't remember being like hugely impressed by them, but I was also kind of like, yeah, yeah, fine. Like, mm, I'll book, but, mm. but then because you, you were young, you probably like... Thought no. it was normal. This is what almost. I'm saying. This yeah. is what I'm saying. So I'm like now reading it back after my myriad life experiences as a 26 year old. I'm, <laughs> I was like, oh. So going into this this time, you'd obviously read it before. I'd only ever seen the film before, and Nia, you hadn't. I hadn't read it at all. You hadn't no, read it. Hadn't read it. Or seen the film. So I, I knew what I was going into mostly by what people had told me, mm. and people had told me it was really bad. Really bad. And, oh, I was going to read it when I was younger, and my mum had it on her Kindle, and she's like, I just don't really want you to read this. I understand. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. And now, as an adult reading it, I wouldn't want my daughter to read it. It's not a good message, really. I think, like, I I think my takeaway from all of this would be, she says in the intro, um, from reading (laughs) it, is that I'm I'm like, it's actually, in terms of sex scenes, fine, whatever, you can read that. of course, yeah. There's actually nothing hugely shocking shocking in there. Um, but you don't want a teenage girl to read that and think that it's okay for someone to like command them to eat all the time. I mean, it was annoying that she didn't eat, but I'm also like, that's her oh, choice. That's a huge eat. point for me. Her eat, I've literally got a note writing, well, I'm sure we'll get into some more detail to the things that he controls over her. But the fact that he keeps forcing her to eat really annoyed me. But then I go, but to be honest, she never seems to eat anyway. <laughs> and he's like, there, you. it's day by day, this book. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You don't skip anything. Mm. And they're together, like, all the time. And he's like, did you eat? And every time she's like, no. And I'm like, well, we've literally been with you the entire time. And you seem to have, like, one quinoa salad this entire book. You and know? tea. She has a she lot of tea. really should... The, the weakest tea ever. She's like, I think my English breakfast tea twinings, and I literally take the fucking. She takes a bag and she just like dips it in, dips yeah. it in, and takes it out immediately. And I'm like, that's just about a cup of hot water. Hun. That's not tea. That's why you should never read this book. Oh my god. <laughs> really, the real reason. Really, 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 really. Because she's bad at making tea. 
I imagine pretty much everyone is sort of au fait with the plot, but if you're not, it's Anastasia Steele. She's the main character. She's a 21-year-old English student. She lives in Toronto and she lives with a girl who works for the newspaper and the girl gets ill. Kate, Catherine. She always... She always calls her by her full name. Catherine Kavanagh. Catherine Kavanagh. Kavanagh. Um, she gets ill and so Anna has to take her place on the newspaper to go and interview local billionaire Christian Grey. <laughs> Although it's not that local because he lives in Seattle and famously Toronto to Seattle actually really fucking far. <laughs> so far. It really actually quite pissed me off. Bring like, your passport. Then, <laughs> she, she's crossing the border. Non-fucking-stop. I'm like, this is a thing that people do. Anyway. So she goes and she does the interview with him and he basically is just like I like to have control over all things in my life. Now he's having an inside joke with himself at all <laughs> times. All times. He's <laughs> like, I've got an alternative lifestyle and nobody knows about it except everyone knows about it because I'm always like, I love to control things. Honestly. I'm in the hardware store and I'm buying fucking cable oh. ties. <sighs> so anyway, basically they become obsessed with each other straight away. He follows her around. Um, cross country. Cross, cross border, yeah. cross state. Um, goes to her work. He goes to her work at the hardware store where she works. He turns up. She goes to a bar to celebrate her graduation. She gets really drunk. She rings him. He then turns up and tells her he's tracked her phone. Although, famously, she has a fit, flip phone. She's got a Nokia 360. So we don't know how he tracked that unless he put a chip in it. So we're chip not sure what's happening. She's chipped. He's chipped her. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they basically they become obsessed with each other. And he's... Do the main bit. The, the main bit is that he's like, I have to live this BDSM lifestyle where I'm the dominant and you're the submissive. You have to sign a contract to basically enter into this relationship with me where I fuck you however and whenever I want to three nights a week. <laughs> right, <laughs> take that in. Sunday. <laughs> so that you can still have your job, don't worry, hun. Um, and she's basically like, no, I'm different and quirky because my favourite book is Tess the Durbervilles. <laughs> and I'm like, does that mean I'm <laughs> Yeah, and he's got this long, long history of having these submissive girls and they live in his house with him and it's like... In a scanner. <laughs> in a scanner. <laughs> they live in his flat with him and... And then he's got the red room. he's got the red room, lest we forget, the room full of shit, basically. It's basically just full of dildos <laughs> and uh, riding crops and... And that's the plot of the book. There's a grate yeah. on the ceiling that he can tie them to and they can like walk around. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Famously, he's got loads of carabiners. <laughs> Don't get me started with the carabiners. I've written carabiners about 18 times in my notes. It cracked me up. We went to Go Ape last week. Woo! Yeah. And it was really fun, the three of us, up in some trees doing some swinging. Yeah. And then we instantly picked up Fifty Shades of Grey. So the use of the words carabiners <laughs> this much in a book really just, it just brought me back to being so in those trees. Uh, you know, it's, it's exactly the same thing. Go away in Fifty Shades of <laughs> well, Grey. Well, I was thinking, I had rope burn on my arms. And I'm <laughs> reading Fifty Shades, and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like dirty. I relate. Yeah. And that's that, basically. Oh, but then they get in a fight at the end. Yeah, because he like, whips her so hard she bleeds. <sighs> well, she, she was like, oh, please treat me as hard as you want to. I want to experience it. And then he, like, hit her about six times like just spanked her like no no I think he got the belt yes, he, he like buckled her yeah. did buckle her. Was like a light, like, he, yeah he, he buckled her. the belt and she gets very upset it's quite like a she gets really upset though it's a very like conflicted moment at the end yeah. because I'm always like you did ask him to do it well no I but didn't. also like it's horrific and because she's like you're getting off on this and I'm like Ugh. but, but like, I think he's, he's, used, to people, he's used to people getting off on off on it no, so but like, then you question were they ever because if, if it's that much that you're hurting and I'm not saying again that people can't get, get off on it people don't get off on the submissive lifestyle but like to the point the whole thing is is that he expects people to be so submissive that like he can do he that. can do that yeah so mm. no I'm not I'm not saying he did like he didn't do anything technically legally wrong in the mm. last yeah because she did consent she said, show me. Mm. He showed her. But she had every fucking right to be upset because it was too much for her. And it kind of freaked her out that he was getting so turned on by her literally crying in pain. Yeah. Because he was whipping mm. her with a belt buckle. And then she leaves and that's how the book ends. Yeah. Yeah. So to be continued. <laughs> My opening statement. My It's a bad representation of... BDSM because it plays into that stereotype of he was abused as a child yeah. 
and he had no control over his life when he was a child and therefore he has to have control over everything in his life and it's not just like he has a particular like sexual interest and maybe that's linked to his childhood because even that is like well it's not usually the case it's just like sexual interests come from wherever it's like he has to control everything in his life including all the people and including yeah like everything she does everything she says everything she wears when she goes on the pill when she takes the pill when she eats when she sleeps where she sleeps where she lives where she gets her clothes from where she gets her hair done all of this shit that you're just like it's not the same thing i find it really frustrating because i was like and i remember at the time or maybe slightly after at the time like on the deeper parts of the internet people being like it's really upsetting that she represents the bdsm community as just these like crazy controlling men who Mm. were like I can do whatever I want to you at all times and that's what BDSM is and it's like no actually like BDSM is so much arguably way more about consent than like you know quote unquote vanilla as they always call it yeah. sex mm-hmm. because it's like you have to have those conversations and instead he's just like you know just sign this fucking thing yeah, it's and like, I can fuck you whenever I want yeah, three days without away. hesitation without hesitation you can't question or hesitate when I say let's have sex but then she's like well, what if I say no and he's like if you say no then I won't do it and you're like well, what do you, yeah so what do you yeah. mean by no hesitation no questioning then essentially I just feel like he is quite an extreme kinky side of being dominant where like he wants to control absolutely everything mm. that's like an extreme side of it whereas she isn't re- she isn't even a sub she says she's like I am not submissive yeah I'm so for like, them to be together it just doesn't work it doesn't work at all and that's why the relationship like that's why the sex doesn't work but the thing is I think that's saying that like she is more than willing um to be somewhat submissive in the bedroom like she doesn't want to be hit with a belt buckle mm. that's her prerogative yeah, you know, you know, he like ties her up. And she yeah, likes and she it. likes and, yeah. it. Like the thing is, I think it's what the problem is. Is like you were saying, is that it's showing that you have to be it at all hours of the day, and that's quite like I know some people do do that, and that's completely fine. But like expecting people who aren't like that to be like that yeah. to sign yeah. a contract. Yeah, you just think it's something you would discover like together as a couple or talk about a little bit later into your relationship. Him being like. We've met once. I want to fuck you so bad, but I need you to sign this contract before we do, so I can hurt you and yeah. dominate you. Is just like like you said, just a poor representation to the community. You know, being like the only way we can ever be together is if you are submissive to me in all aspects 24 of your life. Twenty four seven. It's just like what the fuck is literally what the fuck is wrong with you? The same as he does have a therapist. He's going to therapy. Yeah, and so he's like, I do have this therapist, but he's like. Is it in the book where he says his mum was a crack whore? Yes. Yeah. That's all really horrible, but don't be like, that happened to me and therefore I'm like, I want, I know, but the I problem, want to fucking but the hit problem you is, during sex. It's just like, what? But the problem is, is that he didn't discover his need for control through therapy, did he? He discovered it through his paedophile oh. girlfriend. Yeah, being child yeah. So it's like... It's like you can not. I don't want to give him a fucking like redemption arc, but the fact that he didn't deal with his problems through therapy as a child, he his problems were worsened by a paedophile grooming him and teaching him this dom sub way, mm. and that's how he like got his anger out and got his issues out was through losing control and then taking control by mm. first being a sub and then being a dom is, like, he needed therapy from a young age. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's, really, it's really hard because I'm, like, ultimately, you know, you're, like, it's a book. I mean, it's not that deep, whatever. But I think the narrative that it represents, I'm, like, so he, his parents that he has in the book, who are obviously, like, his adopted parents, who are, like, really rich and seem really nice and whatever, it's, like, it's really strange because the Mrs. Robinson character, who basically was in a dom sub relationship with him, where he was the sub when he was fifteen, and this woman is like forty or whatever. Yeah. It was like fifteen to six um, <coughs> to twenty-one, I think. It's like age, yeah. which is obviously Real like formative years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. The fact that that could somehow happen under the sort of 
under the nose of these parents. You're like, well, how does that... And it's, it's bizarre because you're like, it's kind of quite a small part of the plot. It's quite a small part of the book. They really don't talk about it that much. There's like one bit where Anastasia's like, she's a fucking paedophile and Christian's like, no, she's, she's not. She's my friend. She's my friend and we're business partners and she it's really nice. She calls him Mrs. Pedo, which I, I really appreciated. <laughs> it was like Mrs. Robson, Mrs. Robson, Mrs. Pedo. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm like, Anastasia has very few redeeming qualities, but actually being able to identify child molestation, a good one oh. for her. But yeah, is is quite like, which was the episode where we were like, this is so fucking jarring. Um, it's another one where I'm like, it's so fucking jarring because you're like, you know, they're having sex and she doesn't write it too badly and it's like quite good and you're like, whatever. And then suddenly he's like, oh, but I was, you know. I was abused as a child, and you're like, God. The thing you say though. Sorry, about I'll stop it, like, enjoying this. I really will yeah. just stop enjoying this. Don't worry. The thing you say though about like it being a book and it not being that deep, and I don't think E.L. James had any of this in mind when she was like writing her little Twilight fan fiction, is that like, it is a one of the first like big BDSM books and the first big like, you know, like you said, like everyone was reading it on the train and stuff. Like, yeah, it was yeah. one of those big books. And it is a, it is a way that people learn about BDSM. Yeah, it's an introduction. It was for an a lot introduction of to a lot of people, and then it, you see things like I remember people being like, you know, if anyone we have a conversation about sex, and someone's like, "Well, we've been tied up," and people are like, "Oh, like Fifty Shades," like it was a, mm. it was a thing. It was a conversation starter. So it was like, I don't know. I think she had a little bit more responsibility. Also, I I sort of realise this point about Anna as well is that she she's she's like just decides that she's obsessed with him. She decides she's in love with him. And she has this whole thing about how her mum's had like four husbands and her dad's and not she in calls the him on the slack. Like, yeah, <laughs> she like calls him on the slack, it's sort of awful. Um and all this stuff. And she's like never in a relationship and she's she's twenty one, she's never had a boyfriend, she's never had sex, like all this stuff and she again it's like another kind of stereotype of this like lonely like kind of slightly weird like sort of sad girl who's like got no proper father figure apart from ray but he's like quite reticent with his emotions and all this stuff and then this guy comes along and is like you know he's like do you want to get in this helicopter i'm gonna strap you in she's like yes obviously i do fly me back to toronto babe like all of this stuff and it's just like she's just taking these two stereotypes she's taking this like sad lonely little girl who doesn't know what she wants and this like fucked up guy with child abuse and been like perfect like the two perfect storms mm -hmm. together to make this like fucking super storm of just absolutely tornado <laughs> it's just like a crazy <laughs> fucking pair where you're just like you're both wild this is yeah. crazy like what are you doing this is the so fucking toxic and the whole time they're both like oh isn't it like we we're both, we're so incompatible the whole, like, the whole time they're like, oh, I like this, well, I hate that. Mm. But they stay together mm. and they keep, and from the very beginning, she knew that nothing, like, they wouldn't be compatible. He stalked her. What do you rate this book out of five? 1.5. Two. Yeah, I think literally, like, one. I only did it 1.5 because I'm not going to lie, I was like, oh, one star, one star, one star. And then at the end, I was like, oh, I kind of want to read the second one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was, like, I I was whipped. At parts, I was reading it really quickly. Like, I wanted to keep reading mm. it at parts, partly because it was so bad. It was, like, making me laugh out loud. And, you know, sometimes you need a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But I, I'm yeah, probably going to read the second one, so I had to bump it up to 1.5. I kind of agree with you. Like, the end, you know, where she... So the end of the film is actually, like, way better, because in this... In the, in the end of the film, she like gets in the lift and he's like Anna and she's like Christian, Christian. and then yeah. the door's closed and you're like credits. Ooh, yeah, but in it. this you like get the bit where she goes home and she's like mm -hmm, she's sad. crying. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm, I'm so sad. Um, more realistic, isn't it? But it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree. Probably like, what did you say two? I said two, but I think it's because it's like the first time I'm reading it. Like I'm finally understanding what everyone's talking about. Lucky you. Yeah, it's like the novelty of it all. Yeah. Like, oh wow. As a, as a newcomer to like the whole Fifty Shades world and yes. the story, what was your general impression? So I, from the beginning, assumed that he would be fully, fully a monster. So I was like kind of reading it from the perspective of like, how bad is he? Mm. And then I was getting annoyed more at Anna because of just, I just wanted to cut it off from the beginning. Obviously there's four books. <laughs> I know that's not gonna happen, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I 
cut off. What are these books about? She can't it's stay with this me fucking guy. <laughs> they were so ill-suited, honestly. And it was... If he'd found... Like, he's clearly found plenty of women who were very compatible with what he liked. But he shouldn't have gone for someone who was close... So clearly didn't want it. Mm. And he had so much power and so much money that... Obviously, she was going to be affected by it. He knew, like... The way he took a virginity, like the whole like he just like went straight in. He didn't like he obviously there was warm up and she did come beforehand. Which by the way, nipple play. Thank you. Okay, I was gonna ask you. I was like, this is insane. The, the first time she's ever come by someone, and it's just really the first time she's ever come in her life. In she her doesn't. Life. Oh yeah, because she doesn't wank. Yeah. Oh, and then get a grip. Literally, I was like, this is bullshit. I wrote a note. About yeah, it. I, you know, yeah, I wrote a note really too. A quote that he uses. That's oh, that's the. Is that like he rips through my that's virginity? That's it. Yeah, I've got that as well. He rip, that's horrific. He rips through my virginity. Also, I've gotten hit. Like he gets really angry about her not telling him that she's a virgin. And yeah. I was like, you've met three times yeah. by this yeah. point. Funnily enough, I don't hand my business card and be like, Alice Bailey, virgin. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it was just when I when well, I, I was saying, well, you, <laughs> when I'm handing up my business card, um, and then uh, she bleeds, and I thought like it was quite. Because I know lots of people bleed when they lose their virginity. I'm not saying it's not normal, but it doesn't she's quite have old. to happen. And she's quite old, and he's very experienced. So, like, he should be doing more beforehand to kind of ensure a bit more that she doesn't bleed. Well, not yeah, he should have just gone straight in yeah. and ripped through her virginity. virginity. It's it really He should have finished it until it slowly... <laughs> Honestly, though, it's really kind of irresponsible. It's so, like, I mean, virginity is a social construct, as we know. If we're talking specifically about her hymen, like, it's very, like, common for, if she ever used a tampon, it's probably gone. If she's ever ridden a horse, it's probably gone. If she's ever just, like, jumped up and down a bit too hard. Yeah. Like, it was quite unrealistic, I think, please tell me if I'm wrong, for her to be 21 years old, because she's, like, third year uni graduate, you know, and be like, it was like fully fucking sealed up there, and he just like smashed yeah. his giant penis right through it. And it. What annoyed me is the fact he kept saying that he was having vanilla sex. I think it kind of diminished how important the sex was to her because it was their first time. It was meant to be like really special. He's like, this is the first time I've ever done vanilla sex. It's like, all right, she just came from nipple play, and you've rammed it in. Like, it's not like you're being really gentle, like, really, mm. really sensual and romantic. I don't know. I just found, like... Yeah, I think I think the whole thing of, like, taking someone's virginity so I then can then... They'll sign a contract and I can dominate <laughs> them. It's quite an odd thing in general. It's, it's crazy to actually think about because I feel like when you're reading it, you're quite, like, caught up in the fact that they're, like, going to have sex now because there's been quite a lot of build-up and blah, blah, mm. and stalking and all this stuff. Actually, when you look, sorry, you can't downplay a little bit of stalking, you know. You know I mean? So you're definitely going to have sex. But <laughs> the, yeah, you're right. The fact that he, this is only really just dawned on me. The fact that he's like, I can't believe you're a virgin. I'm taking you to the bedroom right now. Literally carries her to the bedroom and fucks her so that he's like, you're not a virgin anymore. Sign mm. the contract. Sign this fucking contract. But it was kind of like, let's sort that out. Like if it's a problem. It's it crazy. Yeah. Really, it's crazy. It's really. He doesn't intense. even like go down on her for a bit. No. She's never literally. Never been touched by a man by the fucking sounds. By of herself. And he's like, slam. Pitching sensation as he rips through my Oh, don't, don't, don't. What's he says? I don't make love, I fuck hard. Oh. How many times does he say that? I, I was like, I was like, I, oh. <laughs> I just, I was like, Ugh. First of all, Stop. I don't make love, I fuck, and you're like, oh, all right. shut your mouth. I was just like, all right, <laughs> you've proved a point. Like, shut, yeah, shut your mouth for all of this fucking bullshit. Like, I never sleep in the same bed as someone. He sleeps in the same bed with her the first, first night they have sex. And continues to. No, no, no. To. He sleeps in the same bed with her when he picks her up from the bar. When she's drunk. They sleep in the same bed. It's and the she, first time he's ever slept in bed. And he's, she's, like, she's drunk. And I would yeah. say as well, I've written this down. He didn't date rape her after, you know, he didn't have sex with her when she was so drunk. But he so could have bought her her own room. He's the world's richest man. Yeah. And he's like, I'm look at this little drunk girl that I've stalked in my bed and, I'm gonna, and sleep next to. I'm going to change her clothes into the clothes that I got my driver to buy for her. <laughs> I just... Oh, yeah, no, I made a comment. Taylor. Taylor must just be like, oh. like, why am I buying fucking bras all the time? <laughs> I've written a comment saying, underwear fitting her perfectly, capitals, unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no 
way could you, you haven't even touched like, she guessed don't... my bra size from yeah. this looking at my tits no, it's also it's Taylor's going to buy it like imagine Taylor. Taylor's like her arse looked about this big I would say <laughs> he's 27 years old yeah. and he says things like oh for pity's sake and I'm like he's pretty close to our age like we'll he's very close to my age very... but bear in mind he's a was... year older than you <laughs> <laughs> he's only two years older than me. Yeah. You know, he's he's not far off, and he's like, oh, for pity! Imagine a twenty-seven-year-old be like, oh, for pity's sake, Anastasia! You'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, Where yeah. am I? Like, it's just, I don't. But both of them. But you have to remember that it's two thousand eleven, so anything goes. Oh it's two thousand eleven in fucking Seattle. Oh. Do you think it's like his really very wealthy upbringing? Like the fact he uses all these really old people phrases. It's like he's just been surrounded well, he's by old money. <laughs> I think yeah. it's because he probably grew up really fast because he had to yeah. because he was being abused. sexually abused, yeah. abused, and then sexually abused by an old woman. And she was like, "It's a domicile relationship." Ha ha ha. So it's literally a crime. Except I'm friends with your mum, and your mum doesn't know. I can't get over it. Honestly, it's grim. Can we talk about the fact that when he comes as well, he says. Uh, the way I read it, every time he comes, it's Anna in italics, exclamation point. Mm. So I picture like, <laughs> like, it's not like <laughs> every time, every time it's like, it's like, Anna! like, it's not, she, exclamation she point. It. <laughs> it's got an exclamation mark. Anna! <laughs> and it's in italics. How else am I meant to read it? It's not like, Anna. It's not like a nice little like, oh, Anna. It's I like, it's like, right. Anna! It's like, that's like she's done something wrong. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> <laughs> just cracked me up so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it cracked me up so much. I had a problem with the fact he kept, she came very fast and every time it would be like two seconds later he would come. He's waiting. Every time. It's, but he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. But at one stage, one of the sex scenes, he, she said it's like, oh, like six pumps later he came. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you're right. Like, okay. It's, it's really um, noticeable in the book and also in the film. Uh, for obvious reasons in the film, but like, the, the, they never, they literally have sex for five minutes. Yeah. Mm. Because, and he's just like, yeah, six pumps. And he's like, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you read this contract, you have all this stuff that's going on that he mm. wants to do. And he's got this fucking room that is huge, by the way. Notable to say that in the book you do get to read the entire contract. Oh, oh yes. God. Yeah. It's amazing. Is it it's, amazing? No, it's hilarious. Oh. You have to admit, it's just, it's something else. I'm, I'm just, just like skipping through these well. pages. Like, <laughs> when I read it, when I read the contract, the only thing I could think, so obviously Christian Grey is like the richest man in the world and he's got 10,000 staff. And I'm like, also the contract is very badly written because obviously yeah. E.L. James hasn't like changed her writing style to be good for the contract. It's not a real contract. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, has Christian Grace at his desk, he's like, whatever is, you know, Janet, clear my morning, I've got something to do. And he's like typing up his little contract by himself. Or even worse, has he paid someone to type 100% it he's paid one of his lawyers. I'm sure they mention all have NDAs. Yeah. I'm sure they mentioned that like he would get in too much trouble if they didn't have a contract because of how wealthy he is. Oh, that's so so his lawyers are like, like, if you wanna beat the shit out of this girl for fun, quote unquote, um, you need to have a contract to say that you're allowed to do that, basically. Oh, it's too much. But like the contract was absolutely hilarious. But um what are we talking about? The red room. Oh yeah, yeah sorry, I just called it the red room because she calls it the red room of pain so many times. She never refers to it as the playroom. Cause she's like, oh, playroom, Xbox, lol. No, <laughs> that's what she does. <laughs> Are you gonna watch make me watch you play your Xbox? No, best line of the book. I'd rather that. But then the whole time she calls it the red room of pain. Uh, it's not a good room for her. It's not a good room. I'd be reading this contract I'm like, fuck. You know, my my Saturday gone. We're gonna be doing it for hours. We're gonna be doing hours. it for hours. Vaginal fisting, anal fisting, <laughs> nipple clamps, genital clamps, oh, butt gosh. plugs, <laughs> dildos. And she doesn't know what a butt plug is. Whatever. <laughs> oh um, no, can I get? There was a line. It was like um something about eggs, putting eggs in her. She's like. Uh, you put eggs in me. She thought it was real eggs, and then she got angry at Christian because he was like, "Lol, obviously not." And she's like, "Oh, I'm embarrassed and naive." And I'm like, "What? You so one you're way a, ticket? You're not a chicken. That's not <laughs> you put a real eggs in her. That's a one way ticket to a yeast infection." <laughs> 
think, oh, right, I'm in for I'm in for a day doing stretches and whatnot beforehand, <laughs> blah blah blah. You're getting carabinered on things. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got all these stuff. It's just like go ape. He's just like go ape, and he literally uses one little whip, one little, and then he's come. And you're like. <laughs> And you expect me to stay here for, for over 48 hours? She's meant to stay three in nights. that She's meant to stay in that flat for three whole nights and for whole week. days. She can't leave, she can't go to cinema, she can't do anything with her mates, she can't go bowling, anything she wants to do. No 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 no. She has a five minutes of sex a day and then And then um, loads of really intense talking about the bu- <laughs> real definition of a butt plug is. <laughs> and watching play the piano. <laughs> oh. Honestly, only sad I, songs though because he's sad. Maybe that's why he's been through so many submissives because after like two weeks they're like, I mean, I have to sit here for <laughs> seventy-two hours for ten minutes of sex. You're actually doing this really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, then you're supposed to only fist me for a while, not just like for one second it's... and then be like enough. <laughs> but that's why it's maybe good that there's so much foreplay with them, her being locked, you know, locked up, hands up, legs spread. Because he doesn't need to actually have sex with them because he can't. Because it'll be five minutes and he's done. He's sick, famously, six pounds later, he's yeah. gone. So that's why, what was it? You know, when he was dragging the whip down and he put the end in, in her, oh. like made her taste it. And all this time, I'm, generally, I'm thinking, yeah, but you're not having sex with her, are you? <laughs> because it won't be long. That's <laughs> <laughs> so brutal from me. <laughs> I've sex with her for more than 32 seconds and then we'll talk Christian. <laughs> well, how long does six pumps take? Like 15 seconds? <laughs> so embarrassing for Sim- it. Like, you know, that's why 12 they- seconds, two seconds per pump, I know. That's why everyone oh. has to sign an NDA because they can't tell anyone that he only lasts a minute She's bed. going to the sun about how he... That's <laughs> <laughs> so called Billy. <laughs> six pumps and done. <laughs> My experience with local billionaire Chris <laughs> Should we talk about how it's 2011 and she doesn't have a computer? Um, <laughs> literally, I'm like, in 2011, so I was what? 16? I had my own computer. She's 21. Someone's rich. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You had a computer. You knew how to use a fucking computer. Yeah, I did. You yeah. knew how to Google things. Yes. You hadn't just completed a degree where that, you probably yeah. needed to do a lot of research. Yeah, that's so true, actually. She's an English literature degree. Oh, she's one of those bitches that's like, I just find all my articles in the library, in the books, in the library, the books help you. I'm like, have you ever heard of JSTOR? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of Google Scholar? <laughs> I was surprised that she would want to turn it down. I was thinking if I was her, I'd be like, yeah, fine. If you're <laughs> if you're so obsessed with me, get me a computer. I, like, I don't I mind. I fucking agree. Yeah. The fact that she's, like, it's so frustrating. And I'm like, maybe we're all just gold diggers. But <laughs> the fact that she is literally like, don't fucking buy me shit. Don't fucking take me places. Don't buy me. I mean, right. It is ridiculous that he does buy her a car as a graduation present when they've known each other for like six weeks. However, he is a billionaire and it's not even that much of an expensive car. And I'm kind of just like, why would you not just take it and be like, thanks. And then he's like, I sold your old car for you. Here's a check. And she's like, no, I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want the check. As well, <laughs> in the film, when he she gets the check for how much the car was, her shitty, shitty little car... It was twenty four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Outrage. "What do you I mean?" Her VW Beetle. And he's like, "Taylor got you a good price for it." And I'm like, "Twenty four thousand. He really did. <laughs> good job, Taylor. Give Taylor a raise. I mean, Taylor does deserve a raise. Oh, he really Taylor does. I reckon he's paid millions. <laughs> yeah, you hope so. He has to follow him everywhere. When he um he went all the way to um where is it? Not Seattle see it that hit her mum Georgia Georgia when they went to Georgia and he went all stalked her all the way there and then Taylor was there the whole time imagine. buying her clothes imagine Taylor being like Christian's like we're going to we're going to Canada again come on and Taylor's like fuck's sake <laughs> I actually wanted to see my daughter this weekend <laughs> no it's fine giving, sir um, Anastasia really warm smiles yeah. and I'm like what does the warm mean Taylor's so fucking nice to her. Taylor's like, get out while you can. Yeah, it's too late for me, but you should go. <laughs> he pays me millions. Um, Taylor's yeah. got his own contract. I was so anal fist, <laughs> but just that. <laughs> That's my hard line: anal fisting only. Um, I just I wrote so many notes about just like the guy brings in the computer and she's like, what is this? And then she brings in the he brings up the BlackBerry and she's like, what is this machine? And they're like emailing each other. Do you know what's hilarious though? When the guy yeah. brings her the computer and he's like, oh, what are you going to use it for? It's got like 
all this shit on it that you can like do loads of cool like sound and video and all this you know amazing display and she's like mm, just some emailing <laughs> serving the web and the guys that you like I hate you <laughs> I'm not paid enough to do this surfing the web <laughs> So I was like, you know, this is 2011, right? So she's 21, let's say. So she was born in 1990. Yeah. She was born post-80s. She's old enough. She's young enough slash old enough to understand what computers are. She's understand Like, the fact that she's like, what is this Blackberry? I can do emails on my phone. She would have been, in real life, if Anastasia was a real person, she'd have been, you know... She'd know how to do it. She'd be on YouTube. She'd be watching Zoella. She would be on MSN. She has been on oh, MSN. MSN, yeah. And also, but I think it's it's obvious that E.L. James actually doesn't know anything about technology because the fucking when they get on this email chain oh, and the subject line changes with every yes. email you send yeah. back and forth, Did you and it's like this? yes, that's not how emailing works. Mm. You can't keep changing the fucking subject unless they're sending each other individual emails instead of a threat. Which I reckon they did. I mean, you can change the subject, but it just takes... Yeah. Can you? Maybe I know nothing about technology. <laughs> what did I say to you the day? It would have just been like, RE colon, RE colon, RE colon, RE colon, the contract. So I half read this on Ellen's Kindle, but I also, I was listening to the, a free audiobook online. <laughs> um, I The emails, they wrote, they said everything. Oh. To Anastasia, blah, blah, blah. Steel. Subject, blah, blah, blah. Two, oh, the whole thing. It took so long that I had to, every time there was an email chunk, I was like, go on the Kindle. I'm going to say skip four minutes. It took that long. Oh it was so God. boring. And they say the time. And obviously the time is only like three minutes different every time, but it takes ages. <laughs> I, one thing I wanted, did want to say about the emails, now that we've rolled them out, is that why does Anastasia have like weird banter on the emails, but then in real life she has no banter at all? Oh yeah, she's got a game on email. Oh, it's because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's fine though. She's fucking right. Like she's she's saying all this like funny cheeky stuff, and she's like, name it, nice knowing you, LOL, Laurel, haha, colon, capital P. But like, <laughs> no, I wish. Um, but then in real life she's like, yes, my car. But this was the thing about the emails as well. This she... car is too expensive for me, Anastasia Steele. I have a fringe. And you're like, oh, fucking yeah, we know. <laughs> she she has banter over emails, but she also is arguably, like, I, funnily enough, I'm not a Christian Grey stand, would never date in person myself, but I'm kind of with him on the email front where she's like, he's like, how can you be so honest over email and then you never say any of this shit to me in person? Yeah, it would yeah. be so annoying when you're yeah. having a nice conversation where you're like, I mean, it happens in real life where you're with a friend and they're like, honestly, I'm fine, like, Blah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then you go home and they send you a text like, actually, I'm not fine, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but that's like their entire relationship. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no wonder he flies out to Georgia. You know, it'd be, it'd be so... I mean, it is fucking creepy. Also, going back to the it's nice knowing you thing, mm. they haven't barely done anything by this point. Imagine if you sent a boy a text and he's like, if you say no to the contract, I'll respect your decision 100%. You'll never see from me again. He sends her a text like, what do you think about the contract? And he's, she's like, it's ni- it was nice knowing you. And then he turns about that house. Yeah. So yeah. do I believe him where he says that if she said no, he would leave her alone? No, because she did say no, and he turned about her fucking house. And then he's like, you should trust me. Do you trust me? I'm like, I don't fucking trust him as far as I could throw him. Mm. Which wouldn't be very far, because he's big. He's famously trash. He's <laughs> famously shredded, and I'm famously very weak. So, like... Not well, he would deal. love that about you, He though. couldn't he deal with you in your chronic pain. He'd be like, oh, for goodness sake. I would you have to fuck me whenever I want you to fuck me. Yeah, like, yeah. actually, my legs quite hurt. And he's like, <laughs> he's I like, don't care. <laughs> he's like, can you can you kneel down on the floor every time I come in? I'm like, my knees can't Bend those joints. The joints. You hear that popping. You want me down there, I'm never getting back up, honestly. We're doing it over there by the door, babe. <laughs> by the iPad stand. <laughs> they have a bath scene, don't they, where they have sex in the bath. Mm. I was like, oh, that would be comfy. But actually, the, the whole time I was reading it, I was like, that won't work. That absolutely would not work. First of all, the bath scene. I agree with everything you're saying. She <laughs> sucks him off underwater. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> is, she, is she wearing a snorkel? How is she doing that? How is she breathing? <laughs> is she wearing a snorkel? She's got a snorkel bit in her mouth. She's like, she can't get the dick in. So I've got to breathe. Come on, just come and also, <laughs> his fucking penis goes over the waterline. And this is a bath deep enough. 
and big enough for two people to comfortably fit in. He's rich. He's not got a shitty tub like we've got. Mm. You know, he's got a deep clawfoot bath, I'm imagining. And his erection goes above the water. He must line. have been thrusting his hips at those. No, no I imagine it. It's just like maybe it is that big. So is he a fucking forearm? <laughs> and he always, always, always has sex with her with no foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. Silence. Because yeah. I'm trying to think. It's like because he does sometimes like he kisses her neck. That's essentially it. He, he goes like, down on her sometimes. When. I can't remember, but he does. Because I remember being like, oh, well done. Yeah, like, off he pops. He doesn't go. He, he, like, doesn't finger her that much. It's just a bit like... Mm. I know, but then he, like, does sexy things, like, pulls her tampon out for her. <gasps> that was a shock. Can I just say as well, he pulled her tampon out for her and then tossed it across the room. Don't ever... He flings it into the toilet, doesn't he? Flings he flings into the toilet, but it's, it's the phrase, tosses it into the toilet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... How fucking don't throw down. You like imagine he's holding it in his palm. I'm imagining him like on a football field, like go long. <laughs> the fact it was like he, he like tugged it out. Oh. It wasn't like a trying to be careful and nice. It was just like you know get that out, unplug the drain so you can put his dick in the drain. <laughs> <laughs> the inclusion of the period thing is so weird. I mean, there's so many things in this book. Why did they have the whole bit where he's like, "Are you still bleeding?" And mm. she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Okay, well we can do it in the bath then." And I'm like. Famously, no, you shouldn't fuck in water mm. because that's how you get a UTI. Also, any type of natural lubrication would go in the bath. Mm. This is what I was thinking the whole time. Because water happening. is just like weirdly sticky, as yeah. we know. Like, it just. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? He'd actually put jello bath in there. Jello bath? He's been to love. He's suspended <laughs> in that fucking jelly bath like that fucking <laughs> shark in formaldehyde. <laughs> Oh but with the tip of his dick just sticky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to move on from yeah. it. I really do. Here's a question. Here's a question to get us back on track. What do you think is the most horny and the least horny sex scene in the book? For me, the horniest one is the one at the end. Not the very end. <laughs> where, the, where he beats where it with a buckle. Beats it with a belt for like five minutes and then she's like layers. Um... Near the end, where they're listening to the classical music. In yeah. the headphones? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That was quite nice. That was probably like, apart from obviously the buckle bit, that was like the most intense BDSM bit as well. It's sort of well done in the sense that you feel like finally she actually is like really consenting and enjoying it. She's actually like into the fact that it's like, you know, because he, he, she's blindfolded and mm. she has the headphones mm-hmm. in and she's tied up. Yeah, so it's all very intense because you know when you like you take away some of your senses, like your sense of like where you feel is a lot more intense. So I like understand all of it a lot more, and yeah, that was quite good, I think. Because he said as well at the beginning, you, all of it was for her. Like he wasn't trying to hurt her, kind of thing. Because that's what she didn't like. That was the big red flag for her. I was like, I don't want to be in pain. I liked the fact he was like he had the the soft mitten thing that was oh, fur. Yes, I do. Okay, I did. And he was like fur men, <laughs> which is oh. clearly what you've just told everyone that you really like. Um, <laughs> just one fur glove. But the fact he used like a fur glove rather than like a whip, you know, like yeah. he wanted her to enjoy it, and she did. You know, he's like there's this whole sort of new world of sensation when you take away one of your senses that you're not experiencing, and I think that's really like nice and that's really. It's just good, isn't it? I remember not being repulsed by some of the scenes, mm. to put it in a PG way. Mm. Um, but I can't remember... There was always something so jarring that would be said during it that made me... Yeah, you're right. ...fucking then hate it straight away. So I don't think I have a favourite sex scene. My favourite scene is when she leaves him. And I, <laughs> I wish that was it. <laughs> End um, but do you have a least favorite sex scene? I I mean, arguably the nipple orgasm. So the first time they had sex really just yeah pissed me off. I think and character loves nipple play. Like she so does. Because I, I listened to the audiobook and obviously she moans in there, but obviously it's like ooh moan or ah. The narrator's going. Arg. <laughs> all the time. And oh it was God. really... Dis- I made a note in capital saying, she's a pirate. <laughs> when she's having sex, it's really distracting. Um, but I agree, yeah. The first time they have sex isn't great. But what I would say as well, in a lot of the sex scenes, is that she calls it, like, 
I'm ready for his penis to assault me. Like, she calls, like, the assault of the first thrust or the, uh, like, he assaults me when she's consent, like, when she's talking about it in a sexy way. Mm. And I think it's just not a good, I think it was a, she uses the word assault, like, a lot, talking about the sex that she's enjoying. Like, Christian isn't assaulting her at that time. But I think it's a really, like, stupid word to use in this book where there is instances of assault or you're talking about, like, the repercussions of assaults, many different assaults and all of that stuff. And the fact that he, she, E.L. James is always, like, racing for the assault that he's about to do on me. And it's like, well, that's not a nice way to describe him entering you, no. I think. And then also at one point, it's really not funny to title the email after um, the spanking, the first spanking, where she cries and then he comes back. You know that one? Mm-hmm. The email she sends him afterwards is assault and battery, the after effect. That is the least funny thing I've ever read in my entire life. That made me want to stop reading it. Because I just thought, fucking hell, EL, get your head out your ass. you're a fucking twat. Like, I was so angry at how little she, EL James, cares about the, like, real assaults. Yeah, and it's like... That's how this book... No wonder... Because she's always like, no, you're so serious. You're so serious. Mr. Gray, you're so serious. I'm like, no wonder you takes you fucking seriously I mean he's mental but also because like you are like haha yeah you assaulted me JK no you didn't haha JK yes you did haha JK no you didn't and it's like that's not he doesn't fucking I mean neither of them know where they stand with each other but she does yeah she she loves to joke about things that you're like I don't personally find that funny yeah I know but then as well you totally totally get where like you said with Christian but I also think where where Kate's coming from in a lot of the times where she comes home and her best friend is just crying over this man. Mm. And then the next scene, Anna says to her, like, what's your problem? Like, why are you being so antagonistic towards him? Like, she's been a real bitch to Kate a lot of the time. Like, you take it too far. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm. like stop being so rude to him. And, I, and I'm like, if I was Kate, I'd be doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, because Kate, Anna is just always in their flat. They have sex. They talk about how Anna and Kate hear each other and having sex a lot. So to Kate, imagine being Kate. Your best friend's got a new billionaire boyfriend. They're shagging in the next room. He leaves abruptly afterwards. And then your best mate is uncontrollably sobbing. Yeah. This happens like three times. Yeah. You would be like, babe, what the fuck? Your boyfriend's a dick. Yeah. Dump him. And Kate tells her to dump him like 12 times. Mm. And she doesn't. And um, and then she's like, why do you why do you hate Christian? Mm. <laughs> so are you fucking She's like, we're meant to be together. He doesn't really cry every day, but we are meant to be together. And from, yeah, from Kate's perspective, you just be like... What the fuck's going on? But she's also Danny's brother. So I think the bath scene is the worst one. Like... The underwater blowjob. The underwater blowjob. <laughs> There's a whole, like, look, quite a lot of pages where she sucks him off. And it is the first time she's ever given a blowjob. And he's like don't you have a gag reflex? And it's like, she wouldn't know how to do it. That's fine. Made a note about um, the blowjobs as well, because he keeps saying, like, the words swallowing semen. He keeps saying it. He's like, he gives her an A for swallowing semen. And I said, that made me audibly ick. He's my very own Christian Grey flavoured popsicle. Hmm. I suck harder and harder, pushing deeper and deeper, swallowing my tongue around and around. Hmm, I had no idea giving pleasure could be such a turn-on. My inner goddess is doing the meringue game with some salsa moves. <laughs> yeah. Nice yeah. little segue. The who's inner your, goddess. Who's your favourite? The inner goddess, goddess or the subconscious? <laughs> Who slut shames her? Calls her when she's put like changing her outfits and it's like, your knickers are up and down more than a whore's drawers. And it's like, what? <laughs> Imagine if your subconscious said, like, said full sentences like that to you. You'd be like, I need to go to a doctor. I wouldn't trust either of them. I wouldn't trust your subconscious or your inner goddess. I think I really want to read the book just from the perspective of the inner goddess. God. She's, a, she's a hoe and she's I love it. absolute sad and I'm here for it. It's just, it's so weird to me because it's just like, like, Anna has this fucking cognitive distance all the time. I mean, so part of the issue that she has with the, like, quote-unquote BDSM stuff is that she's like, I don't think that I should be enjoying something that's, like, ultimately bad. You know, I don't think I should enjoy something that is painful. And he's like, you really need to, like, let go of your misconceptions about this, which is fair. Um, but, it's, yeah, she's got this just... I mean, she must be so fucking tired 
It's like her thoughts and then the inner goddess and mm. then the subconscious. In her brain, there's like horrible cognitive dissonance all the time where she's like, you're a slag. Oh no, I'm not. I'm actually fine. I actually love fucking. No, you're a big fucking hoe. Pull up your pants. No, don't. Pull them back down. Suck on the asparagus spear. What do I think? I don't know. Should I sign the contract? You're a bitch. You're not. You're yeah. a bit. Like, all this stuff. And I'm just like, it's really overwhelming. But after sex, she's like almost always collapsing every single time. Maybe that's why. She's so emotionally drained she's from exhausted. the constant dialogue in her head. Oh, I just... But, yeah. just I just thought it was a really weird inclusion. And it also makes you think that E.L. James is like, she's a bit of a slag though, isn't she, guys? Yeah, because otherwise, why would you put that in? I don't think uh, E.L. James actually understands what a subconscious is either, because at some points in the book, she, like, Anna's like, I look to my subconscious, I try to find my subconscious, and I'm like, that's not what subconscious <laughs> does. Like, famously, it's, you can't search for it. It's, 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 your, it's yeah. your thoughts that just <laughs> appear in your brain. You can't be like, who the fuck are your thoughts? Like, <laughs> Anna is... Thoughts? We're <laughs> empty brain. Oh, no think. Oh, sorry as well, I just saw a note, I just gotta say this now, because it's like the most stupid fleeting point, but I really wanna say it. Is that Christian Grey's like the richest man in the world, yeah? And then he goes to this bar and he's like, I'll take a Bombay Sapphire. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you hated that bit. I hated that bit, that's what I'd order. And I'm not that's the furthest thing from the richest man on the bar. <laughs> I'm arguably an anti-billionaire. <laughs> like, I'm the opposite of a billionaire. But that wasn't that the time he was meeting the mum for the first time, so do you think he was trying to like downplay how... Rich he was. No, because he's like, if you have Bombay Sapphire, then I'll have Cucumber, and if you have Hendrix, then I'll have whatever. Oh, and yeah. you're like... Oh, he's picky with his with his garden. That means yeah. he knows what like flavour notes are in the gin, and I'm like, we all fucking know what flavour notes in Bombay Sapphire yeah. makes, don't worry. Yeah, I've been to Weatherspoons before. <laughs> <laughs> I've read the menu. It's very sad, obviously, that he can't be touched. I feel that. Yeah. But like, you know what I'm talking about in Tours of Engagement, when she's just wearing a t-shirt and nothing else? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> and all I can think about is Christian Grey, just big Winnie the Pooh energy, like all the time. And then apart from when he's only wearing his specific sex jeans. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Is that the way about? she's like, they look well worn in because the denim is soft, and I'm like, I wouldn't be pleased about that. I feel like he's spending all his fucking time in here in his low rise jeans. Also, so low rise you can see his foot the shaft of his feet. Oh, it's too much. Lots of issues with this book. Another one of the main issues so fucking badly written yes <laughs> horrifically horrifically just um i started tallying something mm. uh three chapters in mm. so this isn't even accurate because within three chapters i realized this was going to be a recurring theme so fittingly the account i've got from chapter three onwards is she says oh my 69 times saucy yeah she <laughs> says oh my 69 fucking times I also wish I tagged G's. She's also oh, G's <laughs> and grey, like varying yes. things of either Mister Grey, Grey eyes, Grey skies, Grey cars. Everything's fucking. Grey. I did actually say this. I've said maybe a drinking game would be good. Every time she uses the word grey, every time she bites her lip. Oh my god! Oh, you're bite... biting that lip again, Anastasia. Oh. You know what that makes me want to do to you. The second time they hang out, hang out, meet up, <laughs> whatever. He's like, I'd like to bite that lip, and she's like. <laughs> Sorry, what do you mean? And he's like, nothing. So intense. <laughs> I like BDSM. But then the inner goddess is like losing her mind. One of the main things I think about about the writing of this book is that there are paragraph long sentences. It's so fucking clunky. Like, there's a bit right at the beginning where I was just like, no one talks like that. No one. The dialogue like that. between her and Kate is so stilted. It's like, hello, Kate. Of course I'll go, Kate. You should get back to bed. Would you like some Nyquil or some Tylenol? And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh. um, after she loses her virginity, she says, now I know what all the fuss was about twice within the same paragraph. Surely you could have deleted one of those. <laughs> surely. Surely. Uh, she describes her running sneakers as nasty, but also as never used. And I'm like, how can something be nasty and never have been used? Nice. Make them really old or make them, why couldn't have the sentence of being pristine and never used or uh, nasty and really old? Why, why nasty and, why? The does bit, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. The bit where she goes to do the interview and she falls into the, into the room. Double crap, me and my two left feet. She says, oh, crapola. Oh, yes. Crapola. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Holy cow. She says holy cow all the time. Um, 
really early on, her, she was embarrassed. Uh, she she said her face, I must be the colour of the communist manifesto. <laughs> and I was like, sure, come on, there are other English degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm communist manifesto. Oh, oh, wait. If this guy is over 30, then I'm a monkey's uncle. When she, you know, when she goes to her his parents' house for the dinner party and he's taken her underwear in the sex scene that was just before... And, they, and she needs them back, obviously, to go to his house because she only ever has one pair of underwear, even though she knows they're going to shag all the time. Mm. And they play this little game of, like, am I going to ask him back for my underwear? Am I going to go to the party uh, without underwear? And she's like, guess I'm going to meet his parents, sans culottes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean, sans, sans culottes? <laughs> sans culottes. And um, there's also, in that bit... When they have sex after, in in their parents' house, in yeah. her, her his parents' house, their parents' house, he after they have sex, he ties up the used condom and puts it in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like that you're doing all that thing because arguably, if he hadn't have said that, I'd have been like, oh, I wonder what they did with the condom. But at that point, I'd rather be wondering what they did with the condom than know that he's got his, a condom of his own fucking spunk in his trouser pocket. That I'm like, for the rest of the evening, it's absolutely it's disgusting. It would smell. She says, she also <laughs> says the word beguile about three times in one paragraph and then never uses it again. I did actually find with that, I found that sentences were really, really simple and all of a sudden a really, really extreme complicated word would be in there. Like, They'd use thesaurus the yeah. whole time. I like Joey from Friends. I was literally about to say that. It's literally like when Joey from Friends thesaurus is his letter. It's so much. When... Oh, you go then. When she describes Jose, he's the first in his family to make it to college. He's pretty damn bright. And I was like, <laughs> racist? <laughs> Fucking... Just so you, racist? You, you know he's about, Mexican, right? <laughs> you want to talk okay, about... Like, there is so much weird racism in this book as well. When Mia comes back from France, when Christian's sister comes back from France, and they're like, how was Paris? And she's like, oh, it was amazing, except from the Parisians. Or um, Mrs. Robinson's real name, and yeah, she's like, evil and sounds foreign. foreign. <laughs> My name's Elena. Sounds foreign. Evil and sounds foreign. It's, it's so embarrassing for EL. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And like... Um, Oh, when, when you've highlighted loads of the word besieged. Besieged, yeah. oh my god. And um, when they, when Christian asks her about like, putting on makeup, and she's like, eh, uh, well, all of my female role models are literary heroes from the 1500s, and funnily enough, uh, didn't learn much about makeup from Tess of the Durbervilles. And it's like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> and then she's like, I just put on a very small bit of makeup, concealer, and lipstick, and mascara. And you're like, that's like three main ones. Yeah, you've been a YouTube tutorial there, <laughs> honey. I want to say when before they had sex and bef- when she just met Christian and she said for the first time in my life I want to sleep with a man. This really confused me, especially since her and Kate had such a vibe at the beginning. I'm like, <laughs> do they have a vibe or is she just asking if she wants some fucking Nyquil? Well, I feel like hello, they were hello oh, roommate. <laughs> Would you like some pain relief for your insert illness here? <laughs> oh my god, he thinks about something sexy. And then she's like, I blush at the intrusive thought. And I'm like, that's really not what an intrusive thought is. An intrusive thought is like, open the car door and throw yourself on the motorway. Yeah. My eyes went to his crotch. That's not an intrusive Intrusive thought. thought. (laughs) A fucking moron. It's not an intrusive thought to look at the crotch of someone you've had sex with loads of times (laughs) who is constantly talking to you about having sex with you. Yeah. Also, like, there's aren't there some real points in this book where you're just like, oh, this is Twilight fan fiction. It, it mm. screams through, like, when she falls in front. So they have a conversation, and then he's like, oh, we shouldn't be friends, you know, blah blah. blah. I'm like, all right, Edward Cullen. Mm. And then when she falls in front of the bike, and he saves it, and I'm like, yeah, all right, Edward Cullen, what are you doing here? You think I wouldn't notice you were here, Eddie? <laughs> and then the first time they have sex, and then she wakes up, and he's downstairs playing the, the piano. piano. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, all right, that's Edward Cullen. <laughs> That's enough. Yes, yeah. I'm finished. I'm dripping with sweat. And this book is way too much. I don't recommend it. Out of five... Out, no, sorry. Out of ten stars, how horny is this book? One. Oh, no. No, I would say... I would have said zero because I hated how jarring it was. But there were some bits where I was like, ooh. <laughs> but, like, for, for said reason, I would give it, like, a four. I was also thinking for four or five, 
I'm going to say five. I'll say a different number to you. I will say five. Only because there are some... Like, there are scenes where she is loving it. Like, mm. the scene when, you know, blindfolded, headphones in. She was super on board. Yeah. The whole scene was, like, quite well written. And she does like giving him the blow to the bar. I and when he buys her feet. Maybe I'll give it to that. Like, yeah. What do you want from me? Sorry, not to coerce you, like, Christian <laughs> Grey. But... I mean, the buckle scene right at the end. Obviously bad. Real bad. That's not <laughs> that is not all we're rating it on. I think for but for the book in general, I'll give it a five. I will. I Am think I that's regret it. Maybe um, you know. I think there's a lot wrong with it, but if she enjoys the sex, then I guess that's fine. <laughs> I'm not convinced by myself. I'll give it a two. That's fine. Yeah. This I really takes. didn't. I was really turned off. Not only by the coercion, but also just by the really bad writing. And it really, it made it very difficult for me to uh, get or stay horny. Mm. Because there was a comma where there shouldn't be. And I proofread for a living, so. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that. That's that. That's um, that and that. Alright, well, thank you for listening. This was a weird one, guys. This was a weird one. This book did teach me where Seattle was, though. I've watched 17 series of Grey's Anatomy, which is set in Seattle, and I thought Seattle was near New York City. Did you? Yeah, and it's not. Famously the other, the famously other coast. The other side. And I googled it in a cafe and went, no way. <laughs> and then someone came over and was like, what? And I'm like, I just found out where Seattle was. It's like the Kindle out there. Look, your book's set in Seattle. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Go away. Did your subconscious call you an idiot? My subconscious called me a slack. <laughs> oh, in two weeks' time... The, the next book we discuss is much better than Fifty Shades. Oh, it's going to be a much better time. It's going to be significantly better. It is Get Alive, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Woo-hoo. You will not waste your money on getting and reading this book. Mm-hmm. It is, it, it's better than Fifty Shades of Grey. Make sure you follow us on social media. It's just at Horny Book Club on everything. Um, or you can email us. It's hornybookclub at gmail.com. We love the feedback. Let us know what you think of Fifty Shades of Grey because I'm fascinated to know if anyone else rated it five horny stars out of ten. Next time, my little... I can't think of something. I was going to do something from the book, like my little... My Shades little of Grey. My little escalates. <laughs> my little culottes. My little culottes. Episode on